the game while you listen. What's going on here? This ragtag crew of adventurers is covering the problems of the average player. Where should I begin? Discussing the homebrews, modules, and the latest content for all things D&D. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? It's Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's recipes for everything. What you're feeling so normal and perfectly natural. With your host, the Pirate Captain. Everybody loves me and I don't know why. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I really am. The Pirate Captain is a dick. Chef Bolg. Let me take a couple steps back so I can, you know, really get this point across. It's bullshit! And Loke the Bard. Instead of making a deal with Cthulhu or, you know, the greater devil, you found an imp who was willing to give you dark vision in exchange for a gallon of blood. With a little mayhem, mischief, and a bit of bardic charisma, it's time for the show. Yeah! Hooray! We're back at it, boys! Yay. Including you, Loke. You're part of the boys as much as I don't like it, but it's there. You're the one with three breasts. We got those removed, all right? Quit telling people they're there. Yeah, but you keep them in your drawer. I like them there, though. They're fun to play with. I'm learning to juggle. <laughs> no one asked you. Welcome, everybody. It is Chef Bogue and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. And as always, there's, of course, Luke the Bard and Mr. Producer. How's it going? It's going pretty good. We've got a lot to get into today. I want to kind of like jump in and kind of get the obligatory. Let's go ahead and tell you, you know, follow us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, Instagram, everywhere you can. It's Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. You know, that's all you got to do. You find it right there. That's easy as that. Email us. You got those mutiny requests. You Somebody uh, somebody wrote me an email in with turd. I'm, I don't know how you did that, Bolg, but I'm quite impressed. How did you write an email with a turd? It, it, just a natural talent. I some days like I gotta I gotta quit asking questions I really don't want answers for. Um, you you can write us emails at bolganpc at gmail dot com. Anywhere else we got the website going. I know my section is blank, and as much as Mister Producer has been yelling at me to finish it up, I've been a little bit busy working on other some some other side projects, personal projects. We will get my stuff up and going shortly. But for the real reason, people are here today. Well, you're listening to a podcast. That's why you're here. Uh, we actually have probably some of the coolest guys that I've met in recent months. Uh, these guys are the Shattermain Comics guys. They have their own D&D comic. All right. And not only is it uh, got the seventh edition out, which I didn't know about till today when I walked in, they actually have the first volume out. Uh, they are uh, where you got what? You, let, let me let you tell it because you're going to tell it better than I am. I'm just a fanboy fangirling out on this side of the glass while you guys are on that side of the glass. Not, you know. Being the heroes that you are, sure, yeah, man. I wasn't prepared. I should have came up with a voice. Uh, well, <laughs> I forgot about the yeah, voices. Wait, wait, wait. We thought about doing this whole thing in voice. Like, These are our voices. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my voice isn't as cool as the pirate's voice. I, I love that. I don't know where I came up with that one. I just, I it, it, it's not even. I don't even think it's his original voice. I don't. I don't even remember his original name. That's why we call him the pirate captain. We don't. He's just. <laughs> Half my characters never make it past an episode. That's I'm the running trope of the guy that comes with a new character every week. Uh, we we talked about it when we first started this out about trying to do it in, in an entire episode with these voices. But I was like, man, that's that's stressful. Mm-hmm. It's straining. Bolg's voice takes a lot of out of him. You'll, you'll see it like the end of a campaign when he plays that character. It's just he's wiped. I'm wiped. And then you have Loke, who the only real I, voice he does is yeah. the macho man Randy Savage one, yeah, I, I, which would not be a good voice for this show. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think people would yeah say if you would appreciate it. It'd be good for a Fiverr account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. charge people for the voiceover. 
I yeah, I'd I'd pay for him just to be quiet. That's yeah. half the that's <laughs> half the times. All right, so you guys got so I got we got Kyle and Brian in studios. These guys are the authors and artists of Shattermain Comics. You guys explain to explain to the listeners who you are, everything about you guys. Sure, yeah, we're Shattermain Comics. Uh, so yeah, Keep we're saying Shattermain like a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been already hit in the back I, I of the head correct. once. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, so yeah, we've got our Hardly Heroes is our kind of our introduction to the comic world. Uh, so it's based on our long running D and D campaign. Uh, for like four or five years, um, we're about to finish up campaign two. Uh, so the book opens what's basically campaign one. Um, sorry, I'm getting off a cold here. Uh, uh, you're, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so right now we have the volume, uh, which is the first six issues for pre-order on the website. And we're doing a little Indiegogo campaign for it. So if you look up Hardly Heroes Volume One, you can find that there, and uh, we're on issue seven. Yeah, so I think that that one, yeah. like I said, I, I when I first got it from you, we because we met you guys at ne- I met you at Necronomicon, yep. and I was like, bro, this is awesome, a D and D comic book, and I, and I bought all the issues right there. I went home and read them, and my wife was mad because I left them out on the counter for like two months. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm reading more, trust me. <laughs> and uh, which we did an interview at that. Uh, at that convention, but yeah. that episode nobody heard it. Yeah, yeah we we oh, had to really? take it. The audio quality was so bad. Uh, we we I actually was... took it off of our, our podcast yeah. page because we it, it was just that bad. Yeah, I, um, I, I wanted it to be something better, and I think if we'd had, if I'd had a little bit more prep and I didn't have to worry about the guy the LARPers next door, oh, like yeah. I kept pissing them off, which I was like, I'm sorry, I got told I could be here, so yeah. as. Well, we're in a studio today, so the audio it, should be. Yeah, I, yes. it is. Yeah. I that is. If you actually go back and listen to some of our first episodes, it was me in a bad. Uh, I'm my own engineer at my own house, so I, everything kind of like yeah. is faulty, <laughs> and so you just listen to the crackling audio and everything. It was not near as good as it is now with obviously multi million dollar <laughs> studio equipment. Yeah, this is nice. Oh. Very, very sexy mics you got here. Oh man, these aren't even the sexiest. You gotta, I'll tell you, I got to show you a couple studios down where we just built this whole new studio, and those, Ooh. those are less sexy, but they're working on it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, you guys, how did you guys come up with the idea? And we've talked about this obviously in that episode we had to take down. So I want everybody to hear it from the fresh start. Recap, <laughs> recap. How did you guys come up with the idea to make a comic book about your D and D campaign? Well. So, I mean, we, we meet up for our, our D&D group we've been doing for several years now. We meet up every week, every Monday. Um, we started it when the, the original DM, he, um, he got diagnosed with cancer, and it was like one of those things he always wanted to do. And, and you guys know, like, it's very difficult to get a, a group together for, for a D&D game. Even but, more you difficult know. to get that game going with cancer. Believe me, I know. <laughs> I cancer survivor. Yeah. Oh. oh well. Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats. Thanks. Um, so I mean, that's one of those things that uh, people people find a little bit more time to do it when it's like you know that serious of an issue. And so mm. you know we got a group together. We met every week. Um, it was Wednesdays back then. We would meet. Um, so you know, uh, about a year after we started, um, the original DM Wilson he he passed away. Oh man! Um, but you know he took good notes, so we kind of like as like a tribute. You know, we we kept meeting up. We had one of the players stepped up and became you know the new DM and continued the campaign on. And you know we've been meeting you know every week ever since. Um, and a couple of years ago, after after one of our sessions, we were you know kind of like shooting the shit. 
um, and uh, Wilson and a couple of our other players like uh, Gabe, who's not here today. Uh, they're really into comic books. So we kind of had the idea like, oh, you know, this would be a fun comic book. This would be a good comic book idea. So uh, we were like, let's just try and do it. And uh, it was probably about a year of just like trial and error, figuring things out before we actually like came out with the first issue. But Little did we know how difficult it is to put a comic book together. Yeah. Uh, There's like art and like all these things. Storytelling, everything's got to line (laughs) up, you know. There are thoughts in your head that just don't translate well to paper or in real life. You got to pick a font. Really? It's got to be the right size. (laughs) So how much, like, and this is all you guys, like, this is all funded by you guys, the original issue, right? Funded by you guys, nothing else outside of anywhere, you guys, and you get it all done. Uh, Has it seen the success that you guys thought it would, or is this, like, kind of, like, blown up, like, better than you thought? I think it's been better than we thought. Yeah, this is way better than I thought. I thought I would go to a store, they would like laugh me out of the store and throw my book away in the trash. <laughs> I, so people want original content. <laughs> this is this is by far like some of the most original content that I've ever actually read. It's something and when I say a original, it's like yeah, I've never nobody's ever heard of these heroes before, nobody's ever done these tropes before, unless you're a player. I said I was right. telling you guys beforehand, uh, when I was reading it. Like, I saw myself in some of these characters, some of the decisions they make. I was like, oh, yeah, I, could, I totally would have done the same thing. <laughs> and it was hilarious just kind of like watching the the reactions and the attitudes. Uh, it's not a cohesive party at the start, as no party right. ever usually oh, no. is. <laughs> and it's and it's crazy to, like, kind of watch it all full, unfold and come together. Even right now, I'm six issues in because I haven't got the seventh one, um, that they're still kind of like there's like all this tension between them and it actually makes for great storytelling like i i've enjoyed it i i've enjoyed it yeah it came together surprisingly well and kyle's a really good writer so he's really good at adapting taking all the notes like he said from the original dm um i think it's almost like an issue per session or like session and a half uh we skip like you know when you're in town for four sessions shopping <laughs> for like new a new sword or whatever but um it it lined up really well uh so we're pretty proud of it and it's yeah like some of the other uh stories like comic books i've seen that adapt D&D, it's kind of like they're just taking the brand so they're like oh this is a fantasy book um and then some of them go way too meta where they'll like pull out to the people at the table uh, so I think this is a good balance of you kind of get, like, the jokes and the nod. Like, if you're a player, you're like, oh, yeah, I would have yeah. done that for sure. Uh, but it's still a self-contained story. I, I like the um, way you, I like the way you guys do it because you're talking about the meta of, like, hey, coming out, and you see the players in there talking about the game. I like it. You have this guy that's telling the story in some of the first issues, and he's actually saying And it's kind of from his viewpoint. Like, he's the bard out there going – Kind of like yep. that uh, Witcher kind of vibe from the yep. series and the Netflix. And he's like, all right. And then he's telling people, like, shut up. I'm going to get to that part. Just hold on. Uh, that's actually something I've I've come to really enjoy about uh, the book. All right. Let's explain to some of the characters. I got the explanation when I first met you, and I thought these were, like, great characters. It's like, come on. You're going to have a bard in there, and he's going to sleep with everybody. He's like, no, you're you're mostly wrong. I've got something better for you as a warlock. So I want you to explain the characters uh, of your story that way because if i do it i'm not going to do them justice if these guys do it one of them hasn't even read it so um well so the character that i played in the uh in the campaign was uh shump he's a half orc half gnome fighter so as you were mentioning like you know the character is arguing and stuff so like there's a good balance in terms of like shump 
uh, my character was like he he was kind of overly serious as opposed to some of the other characters. Um, he's kind of uh, he's he's a young guy. I think he's like seventeen. Um, he had a kind of a stereotypical, uh, which I won't get into too much for spoilers. But he yeah. kind of had a stereotypical, overly tragic backstory, <laughs> <laughs> like, like almost like two tragic backstories combined. <laughs> kind my of father left me, and my brother, the caretaker, he died of cancer. See, we're gonna go with the cancer trip. You know, right? that's that that that's good enough. That that works. Yeah. So um, he, you know, he he juxtaposes a little bit to like some of the other characters, like. Uh, Harbeck, who's a uh, a dwarf that was raised by wolves, he's, he's he's probably one of my favorites actually of the story. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't I don't know where he stands on the fan catalog, but he's one of my favorites. That was uh, our friend Gabe's character, and and he's kind of like a happy go lucky, um, almost like kind of comic relief. But he has moments where the wolf comes out, you know, and, yeah. and, and everything gets serious. I love like whoever seven. I love yeah. Well, great. Now you, can't, you can't do that to me, all right? I gotta get it. I love whoever's doing the drawing because, like, watching him fight is probably one of my favorite things because he fights just like you're saying. He's he was raised by wolves, so he fights like that, and they do a really good job of like drawing him in there. It's like dashing across the screen. I I, I actually enjoy that. Kind of reminds me of like Blanca a little bit. It was like yeah. part partly the inspiration for how he fights. You know, he's he's always kind of walking semi on all fours. He's got the the big mane yeah. covering everything, just a furry little guy I, launching himself at people. I, like I said, it's one of my, it's one of my uh, like I said, and uh, you guys are, it was mentioned to me that you guys are going to be switching to your artists. I hope that that's going to carry over. Uh, some, of the, some of the scenes in here, before we get back to the characters, are really done well. Like the combat is like, it's felt. Like as you're going from panel to panel, you can kind of like feel everything kind of like flows into one motion. There's not like a whole lot you got to piece together. Like, okay, how did he get from over here to over here? Kind of like that six seconds you have in D&D. So it's actually, like I said, really well done. I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we're, we're not sure. Um, yeah, we're uh, that's kind of why we're taking a little bit of a break because we want to make sure that with the new artist coming in, he's, I mean, we are giving him the freedom to go with his own style, but we want to make sure it's really consistent. It's like when you go from issue eight to nine, that you won't feel like you're reading a totally different comic or it's weird, you don't know what the characters are, that kind of stuff. So uh, we're spending a lot of time, and we would have spent a lot of time developing uh, with the first artist, like Kyle mentioned, probably like a year and a half before we yeah, even the launched the first issue. took a really issue. long time. Yeah, and then after that it was, it was smooth. So uh, we definitely want to make sure that uh, we maintain that consistency. Yeah. So. From the first issue till now, it's been about an issue a month, and then obviously we've taken a little bit of a break now with the transition, so um, we'll, we'll make sure it's as, as close as we can get. I, I appreciate that. Like anybody that are your fans that knows this, like I said, it's uh, Harbeck's, like I said, one of my favorites. I love watching his interactions with the group. His like his one like hey everybody we're gonna be we're gonna be a family without being a family and you got that pushback from Trump, uh, but the fighting style it, it just I've never thought about seeing a character fight like that and it was actually really entertaining to watch it like I said dash across the screen especially when they they were fighting the hag after they got drugged I'm not gonna say where, when that happened or how that happened but that's how it happened and he just watched him dash across fighting the tree thing that was awesome. He's a uh, he's a monk. If you're wondering what class he is, I, I was figuring it was either a monk or some kind of like special like cosmetically done barbarian. <laughs> so it was actually really cool. Yeah, you got him, uh, Shumsa, fighter. half dome, half orc fighter. Mm -hmm. uh, then you have Theron, who's the uh, like edgy McEdgerson 
uh, rogue assassin archer. Which, yeah, he, story-wise, he adds a very, very interesting component, especially, like, the first oh, you know, couple the issues. issues yeah. yeah, I like it. You just, like, I don't want to do this. And he walks off. That is, like, it, it's entertaining. I was, like, because I've done that. I, I, I have... Uh, I have things that keep me from playing the games every week like I want to. So sometimes my character has to kind of like walk off. So it's kind of like I almost felt like it's like they're telling the story of a guy who can't be there all the time. And since he didn't get to be there, we just kind of like filled in his with like cool notes. So Surprisingly, no. He actually like the no, second session, <laughs> he was like, I'm going to go do this other thing because it's like what my character would do. So we had to have like a split session thing. So the DM met with him separately and then met with us and. It's Presumably coaxed them to like, <laughs> like you have to get back to the party. Come uh, on, we can't do two separate sessions. I mean, we can. The, uh, but the it's what my character would do thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, we've we've talked about how dangerous that's. Like one of the most dangerous lines in D anD. d So it's good. It's good. It can be bad sometimes, yeah, but it's, you know, it's good. It's in volatile. this case, it was good. Yeah. yeah. As a general rule, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah up, exactly. Yeah, but you know, it's Kinko interesting. We're talking about the uh, the beginning is uh, when we did the campaign we were actually playing the campaign it was kind of one of those you all are you just start out you're all in this cabin and it was kind of like we didn't have necessarily a great reason for being there It was just the weather's bad and you guys took shelter in this cabin i mean we had our backstories and everything but uh being able to do the comic we were able to do like a little like the first maybe uh was it like 15 pages or so was kind of like the prequel to them getting to the cabin, so it kind of fleshed it out a little bit. So it was more than that just general beginning of, you guys are all together, let's go, (laughs) you know? I mean, that's what I thought when I was reading. It was kind of like the before you all meet in a tavern, what happens to get you to that tavern? Yeah. 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 Which I enjoyed. I I think that's awesome. It's something that's not really explored in like the zero session or first session uh, is that kind of interaction. Which I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which for a comic, it's uh, issue one's a little slow because you have a lot of the backstories and stuff. But uh, like we were saying earlier, it's, it's we try to balance the what happens in the campaign, which it's pretty true to that. Like you had a character just a player just decide, oh, well, I'm just going to leave. Uh, so we're trying to make sure it works with the character. But um, I mean, a lot of people are coming. I'd say into maybe not coming into D&D, but they know about D&D more because, like, Stranger Things and stuff. Yeah. So it's more in the public eye. So uh, it's pretty cool because we're getting some readers that come in that this is, like, their experience for D&D. Um, so that way it, it, you can still read it, even if you're not a comic reader, you don't play D&D. If you do those things, you'll get it more. Um, but Yeah, and you can see yourself in some of these characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I, like your uh, dwarf uh, fighter guy or monk guy or whatever he was. He's a monk. Reminded me a lot of my murder hobo druid. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> he was a homeless guy. I mean, yeah, by, happened to be a player character. By <laughs> definition, druids are homeless. So yeah, he was. Yeah, but this literally lives the in the planet. Is their home? Yeah. And <laughs> what about lives trees? Lives in the alley. Yeah, you know. you know, I'm not going to desecrate yeah, a tree he, for my home. Yeah. But he re- he reminded me a lot. Mannerism. You see that when you're reading that he's different enough that he's unique and he's a new character, but he's going to trigger those nostalgic. Yeah, I remember when I was playing a game like this, and some of the other characters. I'm sure I, I've only gone through this first comic, so I'm I'm, I'm the one that's yeah. Behind. Thanks for not reading. <laughs> um, you had, you but, had uh, all this time. I'm, to, so like, I'm sure study. some of these other ones also will trigger some of those. Mm-hmm. I, that, but that one stood out right away because that's the last campaign I played it. 
You know? okay. Yeah, Where, he's sure. yeah Where, he's our go to DM. Like yeah. he's the one that oh, we nice. make do all yeah, the work. Yeah, so that so that that triggered right away. It's like, hey, this this reminds me of this this character I just played, uh, and it was a lot of fun. That was one of my favorite characters. Had we been starting this show next week, I made might have named this character after that one instead of. <laughs> The one I did from years ago. Next time. Yeah. yeah. Next time but, on uh, Loke's campaign. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, we got one character. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? No, go ahead. So, so uh, Theron, yeah, he's played by our current DM that took over, uh, Josh. Yeah. So right now he's he's DMing our, our current our continuation of the campaign. So he gets to write in all the cool stories for himself. Like, all right, all the cool moments that I get to have that you guys don't. All right, <laughs> let's see. Saved the town, got all the gold. Yeah, you know what? Kissed a woman or two. You know, that's just the cool things. <laughs> but uh, um, and then uh, our last character is uh, Salazar. He's kind of who i would describe as like the murder hobo of our group yeah he cracks me up because he's just like all of a sudden it's that you know that fireball in the group idea like he's just like from reading him i, I was reading i think it was uh this is the sixth one yeah when they're like trying to save the town from the li- ah, damn i keep giving Spoiler. spoilers yeah you know what go out and get it yourself because you're not actually losing out just on my bad retelling of these stories it's shatter <laughs> shatter main com- shatter, shatter mayor. mayor there you go <laughs> i do this all the time how, how many time. how many times uh, go back in if you go through the previous episodes i mispronounce all our stuff all the time just because yeah. we but, uh, the isekai episode where we literally the two of us say isekai over and over and you just say isekai yep. every single time <laughs> yep oh uh, Shattermare Comics, you guys are going to want to go find them. They've got a website. They've got Instagram, Facebook. Go get their comics. Go buy them. Trust me. I love them. I bought them all when I first uh, – I didn't. I bought them before I even knew I was going to love them, uh, and I actually enjoy the story. I'm looking forward to getting the seventh one. Uh, actually, you guys got to sign it. I got the blank copy here. Oh, you know, no the one that you're oh, – for sure, yeah. You're going to sign it. That way, I can, whenever you guys get big and famous, I can go, ha, I got the number one. This will be <laughs> my uh, – what is this? Amazing Spider-Man – or uh, Strange Tales number 15 with the uh, first edition of Spider-Man right there. Going to have that one. Yeah. And if you want now – because the new artist is in Florida. He's in uh, uh, outside of Melbourne. So I can have him do a – sketch on that for oh, maybe yeah i'll have to I'll have to come over there uh you guys you guys got a big show coming up in deland uh too don't you he'll be there tomorrow yeah oh man i may have to well, i gotta go to my i gotta go to a wedding tomorrow but i may skip that wedding and just, <laughs> yeah, they just wear your suit yeah, yeah it seems uh, i could just skip the wedding and say i was sick that's you know? true yeah but uh, priorities exactly hope they don't listen to your podcast <laughs> right. well, it's my family of course they don't your friends and family don't listen to your own stuff uh, that's oh, so true. I have, I have learned uh, learned for, that for the these. listeners in the future. We're talking about April fifteenth of twenty twenty three. Don't show up tomorrow if you're listening in June. <laughs> Got him. April <laughs> or January? January. Yeah. April. yeah no, they have no idea what's going on now. Yeah, no. I completely biffed that one. Uh, we call that one pirate captaining. <laughs> oh. Are we sure it's not bulging? Oh, we could. Yeah. It could be one of the three of us. We we do this Pirate all the bulging. time. Pirate yeah. bulging and loking. Oh, but Salazar, man, I love him. He's uh, there's. I got the cover variant too. That's got him like with the hot chick around his leg and stuff like that. Oh, when yeah. you showed me, the when Army you of Darkness kind of homage. Yeah, it was that one's uh, that one's my favorite. I want to get that one actually hung up into uh, a special container because it is. It's actually my favorite of all of. The ones that you guys have out, so yeah, we like doing yeah, the uh, the variant covers with like all the homages, and it kind of gives you an opportunity to have fun with it, you know. And also, like you know, you meet some of these artists at uh, some of these conventions, and you get an opportunity to there work with go. them, and it's it's cool meeting all the uh, 
different people that are in the industry and everything. Now, if you guys could have, like, obviously you got your new artist and you like this guy, but if you could have any comic book artist out there right now do, like, just a one-off one-off episode for you guys, who would you guys have? Uh, like the cover? Or, or just any, like, interior. you can have just have the cover or the interior, either one. Like, somebody that you guys know is your favorite that's just like, hey, I, you have to do one thing for me if I ever meet you. Um, I approached... Uh, Mr. Kirkham at a show. No kid. Tri- yeah, uh, I think that'd be funny because you could just have the characters like on little swings, uh, you know, like Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. In issue one, uh, so probably him if he wasn't super busy, say for like modern artists. Oh man, I um, there's a there's a morning show. If you're down. out there, Tyler. <laughs> there's a uh, morning show that used to be here uh, a couple of years ago. It's kind of passed on uh, with just the times and stuff like that. And one of the uh, artists there is actually. Uh, Oh man, he did this. He did this board monkey thing because it's kind of a joke. The guys that run the boards were called, they call us board monkeys, and he's a famous. I can't. I can't remember what comic strip. It's like a very well known comic strip that he actually did, and so he actually drew us like this board monkey thing. I got to go find it now. But nice. uh, man, I can, I can see that. What about you? All right, you got to have somebody like draw your comic, or and tell you what, you can't have anybody write your story because having somebody write your story that's that doesn't do you guys any genuine. Who would you have like write your story? Uh, I was always a fan growing up of uh, Dragon Ball, so uh, Toriyama would be dude. Toriyama oh, yeah. Yeah. would be sick. I like I could see that. I, I wouldn't mind seeing actually the Arisha Oda of some of your characters too. I'm a big One Piece fan, so oh. yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't see that. The Toriyama stuff. And I'm thinking, dra- not even Dragon Ball Z, I think Dragon Quest Toriyama oh, stuff, where sure. it's kind of like more of like the chibi kind of like style, where the characters are a little bit more not so well defined. Yeah. Because the new artist isn't really doing it the same way. Mm. Like, if you watch the original Dragon Ball, uh, the uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, it was like different than the yeah, Toriyama. Uh, right. Toyotaro, yeah. His style's ever so slightly pushing more towards the GT style, which. It, it's sharper. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, that's why I always love Toriyama. He switched between the hard, masculine fighter type to the comic relief, softer, uh, deformed style very easily, switching back and forth as much as he needed. And, you know, that, mm. that would kind of work for, like, I mean, we, we definitely have a lot of goofy kind of moments in the comics, so I think that would work pretty well. That's where I think, yeah, like, that would be cool. I like to, I, I would think, like, the uh, the Oda style would do it because that, that one piece kind of, like, gag and stuff like that sometimes you get would be really cool, like, when Luffy sees the robots and gets the stars in his eyes. I could see some of that happening here. You know, I, I never got into One Piece because I saw, how, like, how long it's going on, and I'm like, I'm not even going to try and invest in this. I you'll, can't. So you'll, <laughs> re-watch, you'll rewatch three different tales of Dragon Ball Z, but you won't watch a story that's got the same stuff. <laughs> Nothing's changed. There's no retcons. There's no on, nothing. Uh, <laughs> uh, some of you guys just... Yeah. I'm glad he's on the side with you guys, because you guys in your <laughs> bed. He's on the right side of the glass for that, because I'm not <laughs> watching One Piece either. That's like just wait till it ends. 700 yeah, episodes versus over 1,000 now? Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. One, no one asked y'all. No one asked y'all. <laughs> this podcast is over. I'm in. <laughs> All right. See ya. <laughs> oh, I, so... You guys got some really great characters, but how are, are we going to see these new characters in your new uh, your new comic, Glitch in the Kitchen? Uh, no, Ooh. it's I don't. Predict not even a so, cameo. But, uh, not even like on a wanted poster in the background. Probably I an mean, Easter egg. Yeah. yeah, we might do some Easter eggs or something like that. Um, we did an Easter egg for Glitch in the Kitchen in the volume variant cover. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. Okay, that's did the, the reverse way, way. You know. So what is Glitch in the Kitchen? So, Lich in the Kitchen is a story about a uh, immortal lich whose one true passion in life is cooking. So, man after my own heart. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 
set in the modern times, and he's trying to be kind of like a master celebrity chef, but he's obviously got some hurdles to jump through because he doesn't necessarily understand the uh, the modern world. Oh, so it's kind of like a Bender trying to be uh, Elzar from Futurama type deal. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. But Except he's you... a little bit better at cooking than, than Bender is. Yeah. But Right. <laughs> but then you also get the flashbacks of where he just massacres yeah. like parties of adventures so we do a lot of like like his his meals are you know how you, when you read like uh recipes online on blogs they always spend like two-thirds of the article talking about their <laughs> great grandma's <laughs> sweet sugar cookies and the, the origin of the right like the origin of the recipe how it made them feel you yeah. know Instead of just like telling you the recipe, what's well, gonna be like in a sense, in a fun way, because I hate that shit, but in a fun way, it's like his recipes bring him back memories of when he was killing adventurers or coming in and messing up his uh, his concoctions he was brewing up. Oh well, I can appreciate that. That's a man after Bog's Bog's yeah, heart. That so. would be murder yeah. on sight. Yes, for yeah. Bog. If you came in my kitchen and messed something up, yeah, you're dead. Yeah, right. instantaneously. <laughs> I can see him. He's in there preparing everything, and he's got like the the hideaway pan of dead people, and he brings it up, and look, it's already complete with all these previously dead people. I don't know. There's so many different. And then some cups. douchebag bard comes in and ruins everything. See, he Fuck. knows <laughs> douchebag bards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you what trained him to for. say that, didn't you? We're not refuting the fact that bards are douchebags. <laughs> We've never argued that fact. I just want you. Yeah. Why did you let me get this one in here? Because they're the best. They're not douchebags. We can uh, we can show you guys some of the pages. We did like uh, issue zero for a oh, compilation yeah? for an Orlando store. Yeah. Oh, dude, we got to see those. Go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to sure. see that. This is like this is what I'm talking about. I love creators that come in and they're bringing in their own. Uh, they're entertaining old mediums that are bringing it into the new light. Something like having different comic books, different podcasts, things like that. You see it with the YouTube. There's thousand and one of them. But what you guys are doing is something that is unique and different, and I like it. Uh, the story's great. I feel like I'm I'm watching actual players without actually watching players. That's my big thing about, you know, it's nothing against Critical Role. I, I admire what they do, but I don't really like watching other people play. Well, and you can also yeah. tell that they are professional voice actors. That's not the yeah, way a the regular theater, game yeah. – it, It's that's more acting, less – yeah. <laughs> and by now, I think it's gotten to the point that they kind of like pre-plan their story. Like I don't, I don't think that's yeah. true, but you kind of like feel the way that it goes like that. Versus you guys are taking like, you can see some of the randomness, some of the fails that happen. Like in the, uh, their players aren't trying to screw the DM's plan <laughs> to yeah. break the to break the game like a real player would. <laughs> yeah, it just happens. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but, that's that's kind of how I felt about Vox Machina. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Yeah, on Amazon. but like there's some there's some scenes in there that really that that hit me that are like, oh man, this guy fucked up the. I can say that right. Yeah, yeah, you say okay. Right. This guy fucked up that like lock picking that yeah. stealth roll like three times before he got it. They make a joke, but there was like three, maybe two or three scenes like that in the whole show, and the rest was just kind of like. Some writers writing an animation, right? So like shit. that's yeah. yeah, that like that's what I would want to see more. That was my favorite parts. Well, so. uh, you know, and that's why you, we were talking about this beforehand. You can't have people that aren't fans or players write D and D stuff. We were talking about uh, the D and D movie coming out, and I think one of our thing is is like you c- you could tell that you can have this story, and that's fine. 
you know, they've got the issues with the Druid turning into the Owlbear. And it's like, oh, you can't do that. But this is where you kind of like zoom out and you have Danny DeVito as the DM telling the whole story because I don't know why. I just thought Danny DeVito was like the best part of our argument. But that yeah, is. We're, it's we're, actually, we're not announcing that Danny DeVito is in the movie. This is our own yeah, wish list. Fan yeah. casting, fan yeah, casting like, wish list. Yeah, let, let the fans write the D&D movie. It's and a retelling. Be, yeah. If fans could write movies, Danny DeVito would be a very busy man. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, we, we thought they Pikachu. took Princess Bride at where they, they step out and be like, you can't turn into an owl bear. You're a druid. Druids can only turn into beasts. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, so was like, oh, oh, but, I, oh, but the DM gave me something last session. You don't, don't you remember? And it zooms over to DM. It was Danny DeVito. It's like, yeah, yeah, I did it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, sorcerer comes in and starts blasting. <laughs> yeah, see? That's already better than whatever the movie is going to be. I'm telling like, you, man. Fans should, write the, uh, should, fans should write the movie, but that's what it is. And like when you read, uh, when you read Hardly Heroes, it is. It's almost like... You guys are playing – I'm watching the game being played without watching the game being played, and mm-hmm. it's probably the best part about the comic. Other than, like, I love the characters. I love the artwork, the fighting styles of your <laughs> of Karabak. These are great, uh, great designs. Any more, is there any chance that you guys are going to add new characters outside of the four main heroes to this? Is there something going to change? I don't want, If you don't want to reveal it now, you don't have to. I mean, it's the only way they're going to get the well, information. But I mean – Things are always changing. I mean, if you if you yeah. you've been reading the comic, you see how many times they've messed up so far. So I, my favorite <laughs> mess up, and I and I yet again another spoiler alert. You got to go read these things. Is like when they're escorting the guy and he dies in the second comic because he's just like standing by the pit. He's like, I got you. And they're like, Oh my god. And they're like, Oh, it, all right. I'm not gonna believe you. He's like, Yo, bro, you need to move. And he gets the acid breath right on him. And I was like, <laughs> And that that and then it's the callback at the end was actually pretty good. I, Man, you gotta go Thank read you. these, Loke. Yeah, it's 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 it was genuinely like I laughed way too hard at that. My wife's like, "What are you laughing at?" I was like, go read this, and she doesn't get it because she's never You'll played never the understand. game. She doesn't understand. <laughs> well, so see, I'm now just... that volume one is out, I can just go get the whole thing That's at right. once instead of having to get six separate ones. Yeah, well, volume thanks. one available on the website. For oh pre-order. yeah, oh shout it out, man. Give out the whole sure, website. Yeah, yeah shout. Sh- Shattermarecomics.com. Yeah, see, if I'd have said it, it would have been fucked up again. <laughs> so, But it's uh, it's great, man. And you guys actually got more uh, more than just that. I got your stickers and all sorts of stuff. You can get the blank cover. And the, if you buy the blank cover, this one right here, it's already been signed. You buy it, you bring it to them, and they will do something cool for you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Just I'm gotta, not, I'm not going to tell you. find them at a convention or comic book store to get them. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I would do. You guys actually I, yeah, like or the website. <laughs> We're hard to find. You just gotta follow us on yeah. social media. Yeah. yeah. So click off the signature <laughs> button real quick. Let's see. Or Bam. show up to Five Joanne in April. Signature. I like that. <laughs> That's right. Free signatures in person if you can find us. Yeah. So, but we've uh, we try to regularly update our event page, and I mean, right now we're mostly in Florida, but you know, or someone hits me up and they're like, "Ah, oh, really? Five dollars for a signature?" I'll be like, "Nah, you're good." Ah, well, yeah. I, I'm not gonna tell them that. I want you guys to get your five dollars signatures. Yeah. So, it's. It's awesome, man. Like I, uh, I've never thought. Uh, when, when we first started this, we never thought we'd end up having. To, we've had a professor on. We've had quite a few content creators. I never thought I'd actually get. Oh, you guys got a hat too? Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, we got oh, some yeah. sweet swag. Oh, click on the hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get. Yeah. All right. Well, I know I'm going to be getting a hat. Yeah, the Shattermare hat and the Hardly Heroes hat. I'll probably get the snapback flat. Yeah. 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 It's like legit. the one. Yeah, like the legit ones we wear. So maybe I'm all right. This is what's in the loot chest? Collectible it's a, cards, it's a swag bag. Um, have a holographic sticker in your very own sign. Harley Heroes poster. Items available now. Man. You got to quit yeah. doing this. You're distracting me, Mr. Producer. You know I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, shiny objects get me distracted. Oh, 
trying yeah, to figure so. out new kinds of swag to, to get is I mean, oh. that's another fun part of yeah. doing this. We know, true, yeah, yeah, we know. How we that know that. Yeah. Like, oh hey, we can do a wood cover. Why not? We can do a leather cover. Why not? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Don't don't uh, yeah don't get in on us. We got shirts made like this one. I actually had to go get this one, uh, especially done for me because I like the the collared shirts and stuff like that with the short sleeves. And but I want to get uh, we had a hat. So I just don't like the way the hats come out for ours. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but that they, it, enough about shop. People don't want to hear us talk about <laughs> shop. That's that's. <laughs> That's not I mean, the they answer. might. They might if they want to start their own, you know, uh, productions of stuff. Uh, this yeah, is you all. You do like a episode on because actually, I'll probably hit. If you got a shirt guy, I need a shirt guy now. So. We, don't we don't have, don't a, have shirt a shirt guy. We have a shirt. Per, uh, we have a shirt company, and they do all right. Like they do pr- pretty good. Uh, the stickers. <laughs> he's got a window sticker that actually works really well that he hangs up in his car when he rides around. So people, uh, QR codes. QR codes oh, are the best yeah. for anything. And I, I tell this to people. I told this to one of my bosses I work for. He's like, I don't know how. People aren't really using the business cards. It's like put a QR code on there, and people scan it with their phone, and that way, that's the big thing. Um, so he has that on his uh, window. So when people drive by, they our our, oh, our t-shirts idea. have QR cards in the back. Yeah, but oh. if somebody's behind you and they just see it's a QR code that says "Roll for Initiative," they're D and D player. They know, scan it. Oh, it's a podcast. Do you it's have people idea. like walk way idea. too close to you? When I have had people come behind me with their phone out to see. <laughs> yeah. It happened to me at, uh, I was at the mall at one of the stores and I just heard a snap. I'm like, and they're like, oh, I was finding out what was on your shirt. You're a podcast. I'm like, yeah, we do a D&D podcast. Like, yeah. You're excused. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are fine. I don't know. I don't mind people following me. It's kind of fun. I just lead them into dark. I mean, nothing. <laughs> but uh, hey, it's, it, it's their choice. Exactly. You followed me by choice. All the dice. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, I tell you, the QR codes are where it's at, and you just stick them up in random places. Actually, we, we get some uh, random listens throughout the city and there, stuff like that. that there are is from. A, uh, one of our stickers in Boston that I stuck uh, somewhere. If you're in Boston, try oh, and find nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, it's still there. start tagging Jacksonville <laughs> with Shattermare Comics stickers. There you go, man, just like everywhere. Jack- so, and that's right, because you guys are based out of Jacksonville. So it's a, yep. obviously we broadcast here out of St. Pete uh, at the radio station that I work at, and... You guys did all this drive just for us. So I, I feel appreciated, man. It's uh, it, worried no problem, about it. Man. I was like, man, because when we well, we started talking about having you guys come on in like November, and then it finally we finally got you here. I was like, man, I've been telling these guys for the last couple weeks. Don't forget, we got the comic book guys coming up. So why, why Loke hasn't read the comic books by now for the last couple weeks? Don't forget, comic book guys are coming. Don't forget, comic book guys are coming. So it happens. Didn't do your homework. Didn't yeah. do his homework. Uh, it's the holidays. Things things happen. Yeah, you're forgiven. Don't forgive him. You don't have to. Okay, don't, don't, yeah, yeah, don't pander to him. We put him in the corner for a reason. You have to uh, read all the comics and then write a uh, an just, essay oh, yeah. on it. I want a book report. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I want sources. See, I was too, just so. I was just waiting for volume one where I could just get it all in one. No, you weren't. Because I don't I don't I don't need. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> don't lie. Your persuasion check doesn't doesn't pass. Because yeah. uh, now I'm going to hold you to that. Now that we have it. Yeah, we got it right here. We'll see you log okay. in right here. Oh. Uh, we were talking about it. This is obviously the biggest news right now that's hitting Wizards of the Coast is the OGL stuff. And you guys think, like, to me, I think your guys is, is far enough off that you guys can kind of get away without having that issue. But you're saying, no, it could affect you guys. What, you, what is the OGL? How is it going to affect you guys? So, I mean, I'll just preface this with I'm not a contract lawyer. So this is based on a little bit of, uh, like, intellectual property law that I've had in college. Uh, so uh, it's more likely than not going to affect the comic at all because like you're saying the comic is very transformative it's like two medias removed Um, but we are planning and we've done a couple of test uh, 
runs. We were planning on coming out with a module based on the comic book, based on the uh, D&D game. So we were going to come out with a 5th edition module so we could run people through the story of Hardly Heroes. And that's a direct tie-in to Wizards, yeah. to 5th yeah. edition. So so that would be directly impacted. Yeah. That would be directly would impacted. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah, like, we've been calling this a D&D comic because it was based on a D&D game. But nowhere yeah. on there is it logoed D&D. Nowhere on the box. Yeah. Nowhere in there does it say the word D&D. We we only knew right. that because we talked to the two of you guys yeah. and said, and you were like, yeah, I know. Hey, this is a, what happened. This is the story of how the comic came in. So that's how we knew. Right. But other people, they're they're not going to know. Right. Yeah, this, this is yeah. a comic that has similarities. Yeah, it's obviously inspired, but it's inspired by, but it is not a direct derivative you know, of D and D was inspired by disclaimer, uh, disclaimer. Yeah, D and D was inspired by Lord of the Rings. Right. So yeah, I like, can't wait for right. the token Dr- of state to dwarves, sue. Gnomes, <laughs> the coast. You know, fighters, barbarians, monks all exist outside of D and D. These are not. Right. They're not using trade D and D trademark. No, none at all. Like stuff. it. it, it Good, good luck trying to like tie any of these characters into anything that's ever been done. Like these are unique original yes. uh, characters. So, could you guys not do the module through like uh, Pathfinder or something like that, or is it just that you guys are kind of like dead set in D anD D? So we already did the, I'd say probably like the first three issues uh, in fifth edition and tied into the mechanics. So we could. Uh, we just it's, it's just something we're gonna work. have to review. Yeah, we yeah. just have to go back. Well, they've, they've so. yeah, they said that they're uh, <laughs> wizards trying to do a little bit of damage control, and they're like, "Oh no, we were talking about it, but we didn't mean it." Come yeah. on, but, yeah, they're See, already See, the worst case one back. though, if they had published that module on the one point one that was leaked, Wizard could own these characters, and their new TV show could all of a sudden have these four characters in it, and them not pay Shadowmere anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, which is not well. something any producer of intellectual property would want. So obviously it's a good thing that's not the version that's coming, but yeah. So all of a sudden we've got Alizar, Thorin, and Scrump. <laughs> yeah, Scrump. all of a sudden yeah. that new D and D TV show that they sold to Paramount all of a sudden has these characters, and they'll be saying, "Hey, wait a minute, I recognize that storyline. That's straight out." It's like, well, you know, we said in that fine print, anything you produce using this license, we own. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. gonna get sued left and right. <laughs> yeah, you can that. say whatever you want to yeah. say, right? Yeah, no, I, like uh, I don't know. more people are gonna stand with you guys, and they are with uh, definitely Wizards. Wizards is uh, like yeah. I, I mean already the backlash and uh, the mass cancellations. Yeah, of mass D&D cancellations. Subscriptions. Yeah. It's not even just D and D. It's Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Oh, I haven't yeah. I haven't heard anything about Hero Clicks. A lot of those guys are, like would probably be pulling out too because. It's weird that they can get away with it. They can say, "Oh, well, we own these properties," but yet you're using like DC and stuff. They hell, they had Iron Maiden Hero Clicks too. So it's just like, right. how are how are you going to get away with this? How are you going to treat the players that love your game enough to create stuff, and you're going to treat them like that? Take their take what's theirs and make it yours. Like that's just kind of that's shasty. That's shasty. So we'll see how this damage control does. I, I'm just. I'm worried about it for creators like you, for creators like us. You know, we are yeah. labeled a D&D podcast. Technically, yes, they could right. come after us and say, hey, you guys can't talk about D&D uh, in these ways or stuff like yeah. that. So, we, For the record, we are technically an RPG tabletop podcast. <laughs> that's, that's right. Who, uh, one of which we – fair use – for critique and uh, review. Thank you, local D&D. lawyer. <laughs> yeah, we, we're just parroting. Yeah. Though oh, man. we do release content for 5th yeah. edition. We do. So, now, uh, fortunately, all of our, what we've released so far has been through the DMs Guild, and which has a separate free. license and would not currently be affected. Yeah. yeah. 
It makes me wonder how D&D Wiki's going to do. Oh, yeah. They go after all those sites, compendium stuff. Yeah. But uh, I I don't want to see... My my issues with OGL is, like, there are good sides and bad sides to capitalism. You know, people out there are going to say, oh, I don't like it. Well, there are good things. It helps out creators like yourself. You saw a need for a market. You come out. You've created something that's great. But there are the downsides of where somebody like comes out and says, oh, well, you know, you put D&D somewhere on there. It's written in there in, like, uh, these three letters that are not anywhere near together on the piece <laughs> of paper. But it's, it's close enough for us. And, well, one thing you've seen with the with the backlash is how many podcasts, YouTube channels, comic book publishers have some form of time tie-in with a third-party publication of mo- who makes modules and adventures and those kind of things. Uh, even um, We've had on our – we have Shadow Mayor here today, and we've had Tacitus Publishing in the past. We have ties with these third-party publishers, so we're going to stand – with them in this type of... Oh, yeah. No, We're going to stand with our friends and, and the people who, who work with us and create stuff. Uh, just so, for the record, we are yeah, no, against we, these changes. Yeah, no, I, I don't think anybody but Wizards themselves actually want this change. They thought they yeah. were going to be able to capitalize on something, and they, they it just didn't work out for them. It was a dumb move by people that just... Uh, you were saying uh, the, the Microsoft... Yeah, uh, the, the, the CEO for uh, Wizards came in from Microsoft... So he loves microtransactions. So, yeah, some some mm. of the the press that preceded this coming out, where you know they're saying D and D was under monetized. You know, um, you she guys, seems to be in favor more of a microtransaction type of that subscription environment, based. subscription based environment. Where they're they're building their own tabletop. So there was language in the the original one point one to to attack the VTTs who were using the you know the OGL SRD stuff uh, to make their their VTTs better. Oh, so they've uh, already been trying to plan. So they've been planning yeah. to, to yeah. closing them down so that you have to use the D&D Beyond or D&D 1 or whatever they're going to call their internal You could roll VTT. a 20, but you're going to have to pay 10 bucks a month for it. Five ninety nine for a feet loot box? Ah, uh, no, <laughs> oh, no, no feats. No feats. No words. No words Ma- from the magic, Magical yeah. dart vision for just, for a, just a Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. All right, damn it, you guys. You sons of bitches. Giving them good ideas. <laughs> no, these these jerks, they always try to tie in magical. One of my my longest running arguments that people come back, my friend, the, the only episode our friends have actually listened to is the one where I went on this 30-minute rant about why you shouldn't get magical dark vision. And it's more not so the issue with magical dark vision. It's the issue with the, uh, the Elder G vocation feat that because... It's like a cheap, it's like being a great value warlock. Yeah, double say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're a great value warlock, and they're like, oh, we'll somehow tie this into an episode and get it in here. Just watch us, and now I hate these two. <laughs> Every episode now we have to rib him about it because he, so, he was so set on it that that magical dark vision just broke the game. Wasn't that magical dark vision broke so the good. game? Like, go back and listen to the episodes. Yeah. not what happened. What I'm saying is, is that having the— It's not what you intended, but it is what happened. <laughs> no. I, you know what? No, no. Every NPC enemy is a warlock now. Yeah, and he would do that too. Like he would do that just to jack with me and make it <laughs> and make it a whole cult that we are we're fighting and stuff. Uh, just to, God. Oh, I found done. A, if you guys want to talk about breaking the game, I found an item in our game that totally breaks the game. Are we going to see it in the comics? Yeah, like ten years from now. Oh, <laughs> but, so I don't think it's a big deal to spoil no one will it. Remember? Now. Okay. Yeah. So there's like the staff of the. It's like insect staff or something. Staff of the insect You're insect right, swarm. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> there's like a staff of the insect or insect swarm, and you can use a charge uh, to create basically fog cloud that you can see through and no one else. 
So people listening, if you know what Fog Cloud is, it gives – okay, we're going deep. All right, that's this fine. We'll, deep we'll, D&D we'll, right here. So Fog Cloud, like, it obscures everyone's vision, so everyone's basically blinded. And in 5th edition, uh, getting to roll 2d20s from having advantage is a big deal, especially if you're a warlock. You want to crit people. And uh, so if you use this ability on the staff, you can see everyone and no one can see you, which yeah. also pisses yeah. off your party because they can't see you. Kind of like a – Warlock with magical dark vision who casts darkness. Yeah. Which is why he was so against <laughs> but this everybody is a, else. This is it. a step further than that because, yeah, like, you can't magical dark vision you can't that it's not, Yeah, because, yeah. like, even True Sight can't see through Fog Cloud, I don't think. So wow. it's turning like a, it's giving you the, it's like, Tremor Sense or something. Yeah, Tremor Sense. Tremor Sense, yeah. Or like Blind yeah. Sight or something weird. Like, but again, you're, you, you fly, so. And I fly. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can Warlocks, fly five man. feet above the ground. Warlocks is the best. Yeah. Hey, our DM asked for it, okay? He killed my character, the first character I played in this game, which will show up in the comic. I was, like, level three. He's running a gambling racket in this town for, like, three gold pieces a day. This motherfucker got assassinated by the mob boss <laughs> for three gold a day. So I was like, okay, Josh, I see what we're doing. You're never killing my characters again. All right. And my character is unkillable. I like it. That's so. a that's what that's that's some level of petty. That's a level of pettiness I can respect and admire. Yeah, I would do that too. But Cause had a character that did it similar to your fog cloud. He would cast the fog cloud, and then he'd send his familiar outside the fog cloud oh. and see through his familiar's eyes. There you go. Yeah. Hey man, you got to accomplish similar. I, I was doing that at one point too. Yeah, I, I love. Call so likes to break my game. He's, yeah. he's been but, a guest but on he our does show it within before. the rules. But yeah, it's all within the rules. Right, it's completely legal. Like using an Aarakocra barbarian to fly up, grab somebody, and then slam and them then down. Drop them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I like the six hundred feet uh, six hundred feet Eldridge blast. You're just an artillery cannon, so you put your same thing with a oh. familiar, so you get the familiar out there. He's spotting for you. Somebody's like, oh, you can't see six hundred feet. It's not what a familiar says. I'm seeing you from uh, 30 feet right there, just dropping bombs in yeah, there. you're like a mile away. <laughs> oh, bro, it's awesome. Uh, it, warlocks are, are can be the most broken class, and that's always been my argument of why you shouldn't make anybody like a sub-warlock of uh, with the Eldridge vocation feat. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much about the magical dark vision. It was just the yeah, easiest thing the I feet. could. Yeah, it's yeah. the feat itself, not the argument of magical dark vision. I don't yeah. care if you can see in the dark. That's not a big deal, but... <laughs> It was one of those arguments is like, okay, how are you getting magical dark vision? Oh, well, you know, the nymph, you, you sold a nymph, uh, some blood, and now you got, uh, you can just play the intro again. That's just, it, it'll do that. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, so when we redid the intro, I had, he asked for, what, what clip from each of us? He made the snake not listening to the clips before he. I, I, I knew I, I, it's not that I didn't nice. make the mistake of it's the the mistake I made was giving him the option instead of going in there and picking the option myself. Right. And so now it's like this longest running f u to me. So I it kind of like just like every time the thing is playing, it's just like ha 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 ha. And it's, it's yet again, why he's on the other side of the glass. <laughs> but um, I like I, there's so much about D and D that can be broken, and I think finding out the ways to break it. A, not so much breaking the players, you stay out of this one too. But uh, just breaking it's the breakable, game. Breakable, you break it. Players, <laughs> it's rules, half the fun. Yeah. Players, rules, plot line, whatever it is. If it's breakable, you break it. Yeah, we I'm break well. plot lines a lot. To be fair, yeah. we do. I, I mean, there's no plot line in D and D. Like, I don't care what the DM says. The DM says, "Yes, you guys are going to go over here and fight the lich who's happens to be making a, a souffle in his kitchen." <laughs> um, but. You never end up fighting the lich. In fact, you actually bring him it, ingredients. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just rails. Exactly. So, we're not. There's no plot. There's no plot. 
They're just uh, bad storytelling and great art. We end up going in the kitchen. No, I have an artificial friend that can make a little like blowtorch that makes that souffle nice and crispy on top. There you go. <laughs> there we you would go. do it Bonus. too. We Bonus would. Gold. Yeah. yeah, we would do it too. Trust us. We've uh, we've blown up the Did world. You kill the we started. Oh, he's a nice guy. We've blown <laughs> up the we've blown up the world. We started the we started the dick face pirates and all sorts of just like random stuff. Yeah. So you, you give us five minutes. We, we we're, were going to kill the lich, but he the food was just so damn yeah. good. I actually you just knocked like a, a respectable human being. <laughs> he kicked the door in. Uh, well, there's where we die. Yeah, because he, he Bolg doesn't believe in doors. Uh, I don't know, man. We could try and convince him to like betray whoever he answers to as a lich, and then end up abducting him and putting him on a pirate ship and making him a part of a pirate. The galley cook. Yeah, there you go. So they, look, man, th- there's options. There's no like a CR eighteen character <laughs> as your chef. <laughs> wow, it's like having time. Sanji on your boat. It's, it's exactly oh, yeah. what it is. It's so Steven OP. Seagal under siege or whatever it was. <laughs> I'm not putting Steven's. If if the lich is Steven Seagal, <laughs> he's the cook. He's gonna die on the naval vessel. <laughs> if it, if it's Steven Seagal on a boat, then I'm just gonna go ahead and blow up the boat, sink it. Just the haircut. <sighs> okay, the haircut okay. I'll give it. Yeah. I'm bald, and I can respect that man's hair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I there's no there, there will never be a plot line. There will never be one of those things where you're just like, uh, how often? Like even with these with with hardly heroes, did they have a plan, and then you guys completely derail that plan? You know, pretty often. <laughs> and but like you know, big picture stuff, it all it all you Ooh. know kind of wraps up in the end. I mean, not us. How many times have we gone to the big picture was stopped like the door of an army marching well, across, and then we... Uh, I, I've mentioned before, I, I try to break my plot line into a 20-session uh, plan for the, the whole mm-hmm. camp. My campaigns are 20 sessions long. Give us 30 minutes. We're going to change the, that the, entire 20-session plan. The goal is to, to get them basically about one level per session, sure. and so that you reach level 20 by the time you're at the end of it. About a year and a half type of, you know, to get that far because, you know, we, we don't we try to play every weekend, but it really works out to more every other every weekend or so. I think more DMs um, should do that, though. Yeah. Some things get dragged down and you level like and once every three months. In or the eight campaigns that we've been playing together, one made it to level 20. Yeah. <laughs> Where they blew up the world at level 15. <laughs> the entire nice. world. I mean, I mean and not the bad guy did. They did. Are we the bad guys? Yeah, yeah. we were. Not. There's a couple, there's a couple of times the when they blew up the moon on another campaign. That, that was like, That's yeah, are you the bad guys? Heroes. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't even call yeah, us hardly heroes. We're we're more like more. Uh, we're I'm trying to think of like an antonym for hardly. Um, yeah, so, hobos. So yeah, yeah sure. they, they we're hobo villains. We're hobo villains. <laughs> they derailed the plan quite a bit. Yeah, we uh, we're we're quite bad at just we're quite bad at being good. Yeah, it's not that we're. Uh, <laughs> we're we're not lawful good. We're not lawful evil. We're just more like stupid. Yeah. <laughs> just chaotic stupid. Chaotic stupid. Yeah, we're just a little stupidity. Yeah, Usually it is me carrying it out. So yeah. I live up to my pillar. I will I will say though that our DM, I gotta give a shout out to Josh. He's really good at uh like DM smoke and mirrors. So like there's been stuff where I've just been totally blindsided. Normally I could like pretty much predict what's going on. 
but he'll just set up like a side quest and then it loops right back into the main quest. And so it doesn't feel like you're on rails where you're like, well, I want to go in this door. And they're like, no, nah, that door's locked. Well, I want to go in this door. No, nah, it's not a real door. It's a fake door. Well, why would they put a fake door? Like, yeah. you know, a lot of DMs. It's real fake doors. Right. Haha. D&D was but, meant to be like an open world game where you can go 100%. wherever you want and do yeah. whatever you want to do. More like Skyrim, less yeah. World of Warcraft. Yeah. But one, more depth. Yeah, more depth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of depth to Skyrim. Like you know, yeah, just I can murder ago. all these nameless guards, and no one's really going to care. They're nameless guards. That's true. Yeah, I'd say I would say with mods, it's pretty close to D and D. Yeah, I think you can't you can't murder children in Skyrim. That's though. true. They're like named. No, but you NPCs. can't. But you can uh, you can voice throw them halfway across the town. <laughs> and that true. one right there is that's, hilarious. That's just, close enough. Yeah, <laughs> take what I can get. <laughs> I, I, I get a little bit sadistic, especially when they come up and yell yell mean things at me. All right. Well, I'll show you, you little six year old. That's not a real person. I can't do this in real life. I'm going to punch you now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And then you get the uh, out in the game, and you don't kick real six year olds. Yeah, you know it's, it's saved. Yeah. I'm doing this for the six year olds. Yeah, yeah. From now on, can we just turn to you and say quick save? Like what we're about to do is not what is actually going to happen. <laughs> oh man! Oh uh, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let people think I'm out there kicking six year olds, and some people are gonna be like, I don't know. Six year olds kind of deserve it. How many of them are going to do that halfway right. backflip thing that they want you to watch? And you're just like, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. I, I'll draw the line at three year olds. They don't, their memories haven't even don't really formed yet. Like, I don't know. Yeah. We, we toss three year olds. We're not kicking them. Uh, they yeah. could land in a soft place, 50 50. No, we, we threw them over a glass <laughs> coffee table. Them. Well, <laughs> yeah. Do they make we, it? I don't know how we, we. I don't think we've ever dropped uh, either of your nieces, have we? No, we haven't. No, no we're pretty. We got a pretty no, good no, track no. record so <laughs> far. <laughs> so far. So far. All fun and games till someone goes to the glass table. Yeah, and, I mean, and they go right over, and it's 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 pretty entertaining, especially because they, they're not. It all starts when they're about like three months old, too. Like this isn't even like fully, and we're literally chucking. You're watching the look on his sister's face. It's that's the best part because she's like. His brother-in-law's a carny. It's what do you expect? He can juggle, I think. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but oh, you guys have been awesome. Uh, talking about the Deland Comic Show. Uh, that's that's where you guys are going to be sure. at tomorrow, January fifteenth. January, not April, or not sh- June. June. I mean, uh, you guys will probably be somewhere on those days. Twenty twenty four. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> no. So uh, what's the big thing that people can expect for you guys tomorrow at the Deland Comic Show? Um, so the Deland Comic Show is like, uh, run by a legendary, uh, they call him the con father, uh, Tom. And so it's a really nice show. It's in Deland. Uh, we'll be guested there. So I guess that makes us extra special. Oh, man. I think we might do a panel. I have to double check. Okay. I should probably know that. <laughs> I, I, I like it though. You, you, you're pulling a pirate captain. I would just swing it. Just wing go it, on yeah. there. He'll, if he if I have to do it, he'll ask me, and I'll do it. You know. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's like when you guys approach me in Necronomicon. You're like, you want to do an interview? Yeah. Why not? That dude. Yeah. Let's do it. So uh, that'll be a fun one. Uh, we're gonna have our artist, our new artist, uh, Josh, so he can do cards, uh, covers. Uh, he can take commissions. Oh. Mm. But he'll be working on uh, issue nine there too. So, oh, so are, are we going to be able to get a? Are they going to be able to get a sneak peek of issue nine while they're there at the land, or is that going to kind of be like an under the wraps thing? Uh, yeah, they can come by. I'll show them some pages if they want to see. I mean, 
they won't know what's going on. But yeah. so, I mean, out of context clues are enough to make speculators go wild. So that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we just got a bunch of graded copies because uh, I know that's big for collectors. So we got issue one signed by actually the I think you have the Jason Metcalf cover there. Yeah, this one. So yeah, so we got that signed by the cover artist and Kyle. So we got some nine point eights. They're available for everybody. Yeah, Kyle, you got to sign all these. I had Brian sign them when uh, I bought them, so you got to sign these yeah, before no you problem. leave. So. Yeah, sure. I brought all of mine. I don't know about these chumps. I brought mine. <laughs> there you go. So you sign that coffee bag for you if you want. Yeah. Oh, he don't even drink coffee anymore. Yeah. I have. Hand that over. I have a small cup. I, I'm the one that doesn't drink coffee anymore. No one likes you. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. Yeah, we we went over this at lunch. Uh, him and his peppers. But uh, anything else, I want to make sure that everybody out there, we've got fans quite around. It surprised me how many people actually listen to this around the world. Uh, we've got like Sweden and stuff like that. So anything you want these guys to know, uh, do you guys do international shipping? Because I don't want to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, I just had someone order in Sweden, actually, through the website of Volume 1. That was sweet. So we'll, that was exciting. Uh, but, yeah, and then if they if they are international or for whatever reason they don't, uh, pick up the physical copies we have on Patreon, uh, like our base level subscription. You get the digital copy, and you get all the back issues. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so they can do the website, Patreon. And it's, our, it's all Shattermare. Like, I can search Shattermare, yep. and it's going to pop right up. Shattermare comics at everything. Awesome. Uh, anything else you guys want to get to today? Uh, any any uh, other upcoming places on the con schedule? Like, are you guys coming back to Necronomicon? Yes, for sure. Necronomicon. Uh, we're doing Megacon. Uh, in April, I think this year. Oh, is that when Ma- yeah, Megacon? Yeah, yeah, it's like end of March or April. It's kind of weird. So we're doing Megacon. We've got one in Charlotte, North Carolina, Heroes Con. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll be at Tampa Bay, so that's cool. Uh, your guys' backyard. Um, there's a couple big ones in Jacksonville. We'll be at. Is that it? No. Yeah. That's I most. Mean, that's I mean, like the next three stuff, months I mean, covered. What, yeah. Like beyond in Miami. Oh yeah, we'll be in Miami beginning of February. That first weekend. So just check out the event page. We've got it will be updated in the next week or so. All right. Well, that's uh, being said, it's time to go ahead and p- plug out ourselves on this last bit of the episode. We've been talking with the guys of Hardly Heroes. Actually, it's Shattermare Comics. They have written Hardly Heroes. It's a great one. You guys are going to want to go read it. I've loved all the issues, all the ones I haven't read. I got to go get issue seven because now I know it's out. Shattermare Comics. Now for us, it's bolganpc at gmail.com. You can Send us in your requests, anything you guys want to hear us talk about. We do respond to your emails. Uh, find us on Facebook, Bolg, uh, Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. That's how you find us, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're all throughout. Talk to us on YouTube. We're actually very responsive on our uh, – what the – oh, <laughs> okay. I was like, what the hell are you doing, Bolg? Um, we do respond to you guys everywhere else. With that being said, say goodbye, Bolg. Goodbye, Bolg. Say goodbye, Loke. See ya. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything, featuring Loke the Bard. Like, follow, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. Questions, comments, and mutiny requests can be sent to bolgandpc at gmail.com. And as always, happy adventures.